0: If you're going for a job in in the TV and film industry, or if you're going for a job in content creation, to go and and express how how passionate you are about it, to be able to prove that it means so much to you that you do it anywhere. You do it regardless of whether you're paid to do it or not, because you freaking love it. What's up Wanderers and welcome to the Beat the Scroll podcast. I am your host Chloe Clover and this, this is the content marketing podcast and I am amped uh, today because this is talking about something that is um, mad close to my heart like... Uh, Lou and I, my business partner, started a business on this thing that is a passion of ours. So yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, and, and if you watch this podcast frequently and you like it, then you can always follow us, subscribe, do all of that cool shit, hit that bell button, that's really nice when people do that. We feel that actually. Like every time someone presses it, we hear it. We've got it. Hooked? No, we,
1: we don't. We, we should do that. Get a big buzzer in the office. <laughs> could yeah, it would be good.
0: Like every time someone does it, it does a pating. Hmm. Nah, that would be nice. Um, no, we don't have that, but let's. Work on it, Uh, but yeah, this one is about um, getting into the industry as an editor. What is editing? What's it all about? What do we do? Why is it important? All of that cool stuff. And I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, that is Simon Patet.
1: Hey,
0: hey, sorry. Thanks for having me. Uh, And also, James. How (laughs) would (laughs) you (laughs) join? I'm I'm with the Apprentice of the Year. I'm just saying,
2: Creative and Digital Apprentice of the Year, right here. Just squeeze
0: that in. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel like I might have took the shine off that a little bit by saying that for you. Like I didn't fully let you have your moment to say it yourself. I've, I've had
2: plenty of, had of moments that, uh, award now, so yeah. yeah, that's nice. It's on, it's on the
1: the way. Down first now. of many, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so this is yeah. So we're talking about editing, which is obviously that's a huge part of of what you guys do. I think, like my first question to you, right? is why did you choose like why did you choose this industry like what happened
1: ooh that's an interesting one i've always been super interested in it from a really young age i think we covered it in the last podcast we did but editing specifically um luckily just came from i remember seeing the job advert on the wonder website back in 2018 and i knew you guys at the time were looking for an editor so i just kind of i played around with it for a few months i really really liked it and it, yeah i haven't really tried anything i originally wanted to do some filmmaking and more of the camera side that was my big thing in college but now nah, editing's like top tier you can't really beat it yeah yeah
2: it's like the last bit of the process isn't it like i can't remember who said it but they said like you write a film you film the film and then you edit the film and it's like a different film every time so i think it's cool to be involved in the in end process and what the client or the viewer sees in the end is pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. It, that's
0: that's really interesting because it is as well. Like what you what you plan to get isn't always what you get, and then uh, and then what what the edit becomes isn't always uh, used in all of what you got <laughs> and all of the plans. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's yeah. really interesting. I never I haven't thought about it like that before. I think I really like I really like editing specifically because I I love like i think the editor is the person that puts puts the story together like really it's a person that has like they get to mold the film the movie the content whatever it is like they're the ones that get to mold it like they actually do that which i think is is like really special
1: yeah that's why i really enjoy like seeing the difference between a rough cut and the finished thing so you've seen raw files with the raw audio yeah. and how kind of disconnected everything feels and then just seeing the huge jump to, like, a finished product. It's just insane. Especially, like, if you've seen a work print of a movie, it sometimes get leaked here and there. Wolverine, it happened yeah, a few years ago. Awful. <laughs> Awful. But it's essentially the same film. It's just not, not finished. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think stuff like that really just shows that power of that post-production side, really. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. You're head of post production, aren't you, Simon?
1: I am. <laughs> Thank you very much for giving me that.
0: <laughs> I just, I just thought because, because like, that's like quite a journey from, um, from what you're saying. Like, what was it four or five years ago when mm. it was like you were um, thinking about, oh, like, okay, like I want, I want to work in this company, so I, I'm, I'm gonna become the editor that they're looking for, and um, to then now loving it so much that you've progressed to the point where you're like head of post in a film.
1: Yeah. Company. I mean, it was great. It was great back then. There was just so much room to explore stuff. And I think what was great with you guys supporting me on that was just kind of, you'd give me some crazy, crazy briefs, <laughs> like stuff for like bats coming out of people's mouths. and <laughs> that one. And just, just insanity. And I thought, Oh, this is brilliant. I can just try and any, some of like some crazy deadlines. And I thought, okay, great. I can really put my, do my teeth into that. And, uh, yeah, that that kind of experience is so beneficial <laughs> yeah. and so fun as well. Like you don't get, you don't get like the wonder briefs, you know, yeah. our internal so, wonder briefs more most most places. I'd say.
0: Like the yeah, our our the content that we create for ourselves feels so different to anything oh, that yeah. we create for our clients and even our client stuff like we we push them to like doing some some mad shit sometimes yeah and and that's why they come to us like people come to us because we do stuff differently but our own stuff like sometimes <laughs> i'm just like it's the maddest thing like recently what did we do recently the diehard thing
1: oh the diehard was <laughs> i remember thinking at the time i'm like i'm doing this as a job <laughs> this is just crazy and, and it was sort of so, such a fun shoot, such yeah, a fun so edit. Fun. Yeah, yeah. What
0: was it? What did we do?
1: What did we do? Well, we uh, you know we wanted to do something really cool for Christmas. Everyone always debates Die Hard. It's it's a classic. Like, is it a Christmas film? Is it not? So we just recreated those famous scenes from it. Now, with a little twist, and uh, we made a little shot.
0: Just a just a tiny twist. <laughs> just
1: a tiny <laughs> twist. Yeah. Like it the was phone, all, huh? it
0: was almost shot. Sho- <laughs> 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 like, yeah. I think my favourite bit was your accent by the way. Uh, I went through a few <laughs>
2: different accents and that was the one I landed on because I wanted to do like the high pitched like German accent. Like, oh yeah but uh, everyone was like, No <laughs> And I just didn't want to do a normal voice because everyone else is doing funny voices. I want mm. to be part of it. So
0: Did you do there's a bit there's a bit where you, you get shot and you, you die. Uh, did you do that noise? No. No that was. I don't important.
2: know where Simon got that
1: sound effect from.
2: I think it, sounded, it was uh, from Star Wars or Yeah, I was gonna say it sounded, it sounded like, like a walkie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> where did you get it from? Uh,
1: it, it was some gnarly noise. Yeah. It, it wasn't human, I don't think. <laughs> it was like a box. <laughs> or like, <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> uh, that is a fun part of editing going through when you need like human sound effects. <laughs> Like when you have to just li- listen to a sound effect by itself. Oh, it's, it's weird, so that, isn't it? Weird, like, like screaming or someone laughing, or like it's so <laughs> weird until you put it in. There,
0: yeah. You mean like scrubbing through and listening? To like which laugh makes the most yeah, sense in yeah. this situation? And some of
2: them you are just like, what is why is this? Where would this be used?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then and then later down the line, you're like, oh, I remember this thing. It's like, yeah. be perfect for this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what? So what's your like? What's your favourite part of the, the editing process?
2: I like a, a mixture of both because I feel like editors normally fall into like either loving rough cutting or loving like the finer fine tuning, like and the detail and stuff. I like both. I like rough cutting and putting the story together, and then doing all the detail bits at the end to make sure it sounds perfect and everything lines up right and it's cut to the beat and so stuff. I really enjoy that aspect as well. Oh, that's so, it's hard so to say. rare. That's
0: it's so, hard to say. Yeah.
2: I probably slightly enjoy rough cutting.
1: Yeah, a rough, co- rough cutting is when you get it right and you know you've got every the parts in place. That's where you can kind of focus, because there's quite a lot of pressure to get yeah. the story right. And once you got that done, it's just a case of like, oh, great, I get to finish it now. Like, yeah. And, Get, get through and get a nice finished stylized product. But uh, yeah, that's interesting. Because uh, interest when I started out, I preferred the end point, not the rough cutting. Yeah. Because I know you're a big rough cutter, Clover. I,
0: oh my God, I hate the detail. <laughs> yeah. Like the fine tuning is my worst nightmare. Like I like to be able to cut it. Like, because I can see, I always like approach it where I can see it in my head. Like before it's before it's there, before I've cut it. So like it makes the process so much easier because I know the bits that I want. Whereas I know that a lot of people they'll scrub through the hours of footage and then cut out each individual bit that they think, Oh, I might use this bit or whatever. And then they'll make the cut from that. But that just baffles my brain. I would not have the patience to be able to do that. Like I want to go into it and be like, this is the story that I need to tell or I want to tell. Like, so I need to find the pieces to tell that story. And it just like flows so much faster like uh, yeah I way prefer that the making sure it's like exactly on the beat and making sure that like it oh I just it's making me cringe just (laughs) thinking about it like I love editing but that bit oh
1: yeah that's interesting because I share that now especially now more so than before
0: oh you're so good at picking up on all that stuff yeah I thought you'd
1: be a classic findy um, person I just I don't it's it's when you've got loads of it though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you have take like loads, of, loads of little titles and stuff, and tweak them. And it, but it, with the the rough cut, you just flow through it. Yeah, you know, you you got that thing in your head as you say. Yeah, yeah. You find those right bits. You are like, oh yeah, this works. It's get you get get quite excited by it, and then you just want to push through to the end. and Then you watch it like, oh, brilliant, that that works fine. Yeah, so yeah. I find that that's that's the most satisfying bit, in my opinion. Yeah, because rough cutting. It,
0: it, what was great when we started Wonder um, and Lou and I were creating content, yeah. um, we. We always like, and and throughout business really, whatever part of business we're working on, we always like do the the different things to each other, the opposites, like, and we enjoy the opposites more. So like, especially with editing, Lou like does not enjoy rough cutting. Like she's she's too precise and too detailed and, and to be able to like efficiently rough cut something, like she overthinks everything. So like she prefers like somebody else to do that bit. Like she can do it she prefers somebody else to do that bit and then she'll like fine tune it and make sure that it's right and make sure that this b-roll sequence makes like sense and is cut exactly right and all of that cool stuff but yeah so whereas I'm like the opposite so that always worked really really well that we we had that and and I think that was like something that really helped us grow really quickly was that we could fly through stuff because I'd I'd come up with a story and cut it and she'd make sure it was mint. So it was it was good.
1: But yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's always been one for, like, going through things with a yeah. fine comb. She's she's unbelievable. Like she picks up on... Yeah, the tiniest things. Like, literally, get like a millisecond of a blip or a click.
0: <laughs> it's really annoying, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But she had a great lesson, um, and I always remember this starting off where she talked about in-and-out points with keyframes and things, right. and she said, like, most people will notice this, but the people who do do this stuff will. Yeah. With all those fine details, and that's always stuck with me, just for checking everything and putting eases on everything. And I know I can see, I can tell a lot of people probably look at it and go, "It's not, it's not, no, no point to it." But it does add up those little changes to the overall thing.
0: So, what is like? What would you say was like the editing process from start to finish?
1: Okay, (laughs) James, do you want to take this one? Yeah. um, Well, on the vlog,
2: I would say obviously it's different from video to video, but on a vlog. I'd say you probably get a vibe for how the client is and what their style of video is. And then for me, it's almost like problem solving. You know, like what pieces you need and then you just go through the footage and put this here, put this here, put this here. And
1: so I yeah, it's
2: quite, um, I don't want to say formulaic, but like it's like a recipe for that yeah. Yeah. style of video almost. And then like intro of its I think vary from project. To project like it depends on the vibe and and stuff like that. but normally I'll kind of go on a gut feeling for like what the story is and then tune it up after that
1: yeah I think intro vids are really interesting actually that's yeah. where I'd say there's so many there's so much diverse, diversity with our intro vids yeah, and absolutely. what clients want and and also I just yeah it's good
0: well uh, People probably wouldn't know what you mean when you say introvid, because it's a very wonderful phrase. It is a
2: very wonderful phrase. <laughs> yeah. and I did think that as I was saying that, I was like, hmm, I wonder if that's clear. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it is so different from video to video.
1: It, 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 well, we'll go through we'll go through like a formula because it's probably like more more structured. Like you mentioned briefs, like looking at the client yeah. briefs. Like I'd say that's super important straight away. And this, is, this comes with pre-production, which is planning. Um, where you need to know what, what what the client wants, the objectives of the edit. And I, I always kind of do a ticky box system where it's like, does it hit these points in the rough cut? Mm-hmm. And the reason we do rough cuts straight away is just finding those problems without going too, too much into it, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, so it's always a case of brief, kind of gathering, knowing where things are. So that's looking at y- your shots, uh, different audio files, um, and getting all them ready in place so it's easier for the rough cut and then there's the rough cutting process and that's literally just a case of combining clips getting that structure in place and then reviewing it from there yeah once everyone's happy with that then it's just a case of cleaning it up getting it finished and uh, getting it ready to ship
0: there's some there's some processes I would say that are like quite key to, to an to an editing process so um yeah obviously like um uh, almost like a Running through your itinerary, I guess is like a good start point. Your rough cut. Um, once you've got your rough cut approved, that's when you're going to look at um, your uh, your your color. It depending on on how you do it because rough cut could either be just story, um, so the the main bits uh, of the of whatever you create in the piece of content, or it might also have what we call B roll in there. And B roll is those um, additional shots that you need to put in and make things feel better, like the cutaways if you're doing an interview and stuff like that. So once all that's done and that's approved, then yeah, you're going to be looking at uh, colour correcting, and that's where you make sure that all your exposures the match, um, your temperatures match, um, or, and, and everything feels the same. If you're shooting in logs, then you, you need to convert that as well so that it all feels like universal uh, it, it is, as it's all been shot together. It all feels like it makes sense together. And then you would colour grade.
1: That's an interesting one, colour correction and colour grading, because I feel like a lot of people get them, like, confused sometimes
0: sure why
1: just because well they are very similar but the difference is like you said corrections about making sure the color is like lifelike to real life it does, it's not stylized at all it just looks yeah like it should and you get the levels right and you you judge it by graphs so there's a thing called like the scopes in premiere they'll be similar in other editing software where you can see where the uh lighting needs to be so where your whites and your blacks go and stuff like that um, and then once you get that right, and you can put a grade on, which is kind of stylistically changing the color to look different. Um, so we go for a kind of an orange and uh, blue palette, which is what our brand is.
0: Yeah, teal and uh, orange,
1: teal and orange, yeah, which is like that, that classic cinematic yeah. grade. Yeah, yeah,
0: and and the grade can depend on whatever mood you're trying to convey as well. So like often if you're trying to, if you're shooting like a cozy um, cafe, for example, or and you've got that vibe or a family home and you want that warmth then then that color grade, the way that that is stylized that the way that that feels would be much warmer tones than you would have if you were shooting like anything on in like landscape or something that you wanted to feel cold or night or whatever that is. So it feels you use the grade to to a more more yeah. a feeling from whatever it is that you that you're editing. and then you've also got like your sound stuff right. Like I, the sound bit again is like I think the, the sound bit you can be super creative with with sound in in content in editing, um, but it's like it, it's like um, it, it's quite detailed, isn't it? It's quite a detailed process. You guys are really good at it. To be fair, I think James, like you in particular, like you've got like a knack for um, putting sfx in in content.
2: Yeah, I think it adds a lot to it but it can be easily overdone I think sometimes mm, I watch salty. and I'm just like it's key. it's too much and yeah going back to what we were saying about the sound effects before sometimes they're a bit like wacky <laughs> and they don't quite match up so I think it is good to just be quite subtle with it
0: yeah it's subtle yeah so it feels natural yeah um yeah although there is some, t- yeah unless you're doing a wonder cut <laughs> yeah
2: sometimes <laughs> it just needs to be in your face but for the most part I would
1: it's when people don't notice it. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's when just you feel win. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah totally. Such it. Yeah. I think with the editing process, um, often uh, there can be a lot of back and forth as well. Like a lot of stuff that you get, you feel really passionate about and that you love and that you've put in and you think this is the bit that makes this cut. This is the the bit in this piece of content that I feel most connected to. And I love this piece. And then somebody else watches it and asks you to remove it. <laughs> you're like, Oh my God. like, it's soul destroying. Yeah. I think, and I think like if you're editing for somebody else, then like, which often editors are, um, that that can be like quite a hard bit. It's that, quite
1: common as well.
0: Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. I,
1: my advice with that would just be like, just be prepared for it really. Yeah. Expect it to happen. Don't think when you're doing a rough cut or, and even if you are really happy with that that is the set in stone that's going to stick that way. Just be prepared. And even when you've done the revisions, be prepared for more revisions. That, that's how I've always thought about it. It's not done until the client is, signs it off, really. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. So what would you guys like, um how would you what advice would you give someone who's thinking about uh, a career as an editor?
1: I think firstly just watching content yeah. loads of different types of content um and depending on what you want to do if you want to do adverts just watch advertisements TV advertisements uh different formats as well like uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook and, and just find Find the differences, but find what they all have in common. Because the more you watch, you, your brain subliminally picks up on things, especially with pacing. I think pacing is one of the hardest things to teach. How long a shot should be on for, and coming to a beat in music. But the more you watch, you'll 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 realize they all have things in common. And when you're doing stuff, you go, oh, "That doesn't feel right." You'll you'll get that inner feel, and that's from just engaging with that content more. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first step. The second step, um, we were talking about this before the podcast, and I think you mentioned the stock sites.
2: Yeah, like getting. I think before we're super lucky working here because you get to see so much different content and work on different content. So you get like different styles and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you're starting up, I, Simon was saying it's quite hard to find stuff to to edit, especially if you're just looking at becoming an editor and you don't have your own footage. Sure. So one thing I used to do is I used to use this site called Edit Stock, where they send you like a script, they send you all the rushes, and then the final product. And they're normally like short films that have won like awards and some of them have like decent actors in and stuff like recognizable actors uh and then you can either just try and copy that cut or you can follow the script and try and piece it together to yourself and things like that so i think that's good like to get a bit of experience editing and never heard once. of that that's class yeah, it's really good i think it's called edit stock or it might be called like mentor stock or something but
0: that's cool it's
2: really it was really good obviously you have to pay yeah but it's relatively cheap like 20 quid or something for per project, depending on what project
0: you want. There's a lot of, um, there's a there's a lot of uh, edit, it, like edit content. I don't know if that's the, like a good way of putting it, but like uh, on social platforms as well, like a lot of people on TikTok and on Reels and those sorts of places um, are doing like edits of films, aren't they? Like, I, I don't know, like best bits or highlights or whatever. Or it, it's like, it's becoming a bit of a, a bit of a trend to to just like, do like a really cool edit of something that lasts like 30 seconds or whatever, which I think is like, I think that's pretty
1: cool. Yeah. I mean, Poppy was doing that, wasn't she? Before she joined yeah. Wanda, those like quite high, imp- they are like our, our kind of shows, those high impact quick fire edits.
0: 100%. And that was like a huge, um, with 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 everyone that's that's come to Wanda, um, but like you guys and Poppy especially, um, like that that was the thing that we were looking for in someone that it was like the, the one thing, if you're going for, if you're going to, um, if you're going for a job in, in the TV and film industry, or if you're going for a job in content creation to, to go with like an expression, how, how passionate you are about it, to be able to prove that it means so much to you that you do it anywhere. Like that you're not, you do it, regardless of whether you're paid to do it or not, because you freaking love it. Like and if you can prove that, like Poppy did when she, she was buzzing and showed us loads of these edits that she'd done like and even just on a phone at that point, And it was like, okay, this girl loves it. Like she 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 is passionate about this thing. Like we can really take that and, and help her grow. And I think like that is 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 key. Being able to show this is my goddamn passion. Give me a job. <laughs> I think that's essential.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Like I can name a few other people. Khalees. Oh, she does it, some yeah, amazing totally. shorts on her Instagram and TikTok. Like they're absolutely sick.
0: No, great point. Yeah. Khalees it, it, again. Uh, and, and again, like people that have like come to us, like Khalees is a great example of that. Like she reached out to us and was like, look at my stuff. Like, look at what I'm doing. Like, I really want to work with you guys. And Yeah, we're like, oh, she's, this girl's about talented. Yeah. Yeah. Snap her (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. yeah, Now
1: we've, we've been so lucky with our editors like, and it's amazing to see like how much they've progressed. Same with like you, James, like you just fly through content now. It's amazing. Super efficient.
2: Yeah. Like we've got so many people. That's why, like when you've got people like you, Kelly's, Poppy, like you always got good inspiration to look at. and Yeah. Yeah. Learn new things and see things differently and like, if you're working on a project and then someone else takes over and they take it in a different direction, I think that's like so interesting and like that you've is got interesting. a lot of experience to like base your
1: skills off and stuff. Like that. Yeah, everyone does have their like unique a style. One, yeah. It's like yeah. a
0: pressure capsule, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know, like, <laughs> right? Have you watched Dragon Ball Z before? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so do you know, like, when they go into that like time capsule and they just go in there and they train and they come out and they're like like yeah. unreal i feel like that's what one does like, <laughs> yeah. sometimes that a really big statement yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like like a, a, an, a, a an environment where there's just like this you you progress so fast yeah, like I'd it's totally crazy that. <laughs> yeah.
2: like that's the perfect analogy 100%. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't
1: seen and it i so. haven't seen it no
2: <laughs> basically they go into a chamber where time's different so they can spend like a year in the chamber, but it's only like a week in real life.
1: Oh, okay, right. So, so the learn skills super fast. They yeah. go in, they come out straight away. Oh, yeah. I'm a bit. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You can see that. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true though. Like, because um, even like apprentices um, that come on board that w- haven't had any experience elsewhere, like that progression is so fast. It's like rapid. Like w- w- we interview people. Or we speak to people all the time. We look at work all the time. And the level that our apprentices are at compared to like all the people that have been in the industry is crazy. It's like, it's, it's so different. And it's just that environment, being in it, yeah. working in it every day. And like, as you say, like having so many people around you that you can learn from and that support you and that maybe know something that's slightly different to what you know. Cause it's like a huge share opportunity in, in this industry as well, isn't there? There's, there's so many like facets of things that you can learn.
1: Oh yeah. Like I think, I think for us, especially we, we really put people in the deep end and it, it, there's, we do train and we do train it with like, we'll do simpler content at the start, but it's still work. It's still client work and it's great because the whole team gets involved with the training Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing about it. Like everyone around, everyone around can do like a vlog, everyone, everyone can do an intro vid. And it's just it's just great seeing people progress and collaborate like that with the training. I think that, that's quite unique. Yeah. I think getting apprentices, especially because I think the younger people are as well, the, the, quick, the more chance they'll learn it. And I think just getting them to do, take not taking that risk with people, I think it just limits progression in most places.
0: Yeah, for sure. What um, so There's like a number of things that you guys do. So like there's a couple of different like, pieces of software and stuff like that are part of the editing process so it's like you don't only just use i mean you can uh, in some cases but you don't only just use like premi pro for example or final crop
1: or whatever yeah because each soft they they each have the specializations and they do a bit of everything to a certain extent but that's the problem it only goes to a certain extent so if you want something very specific you probably won't get that unless you have to kind of use different things adobe is really good because they all connect you can kind of import projects into other projects and they're all compatible Uh, so you know like photoshop audition premiere and after effects and you can you you can use after effects to do what premiere does but it's different and it doesn't work as well Uh, so yeah you do have to learn different things and different techniques but like you said clover like you can stick with one at the start like premiere Get used to that first. Yeah. Learn about keyframes and things move on to After Effects from there. And you'll realize there's things shared. So using one does help you access the other in many ways. Yeah. I think, and I think that's another thing as well. Specializations. I think it's better to rather than just be a jack of all trades and be like sort of okay, everything. Mm-hmm. It's always good to find that niche that that kind of makes you go, Oh, I really enjoyed that specific part. And then getting really good at that specific part. So, like you, Clove, you're really good at the creative, the rough cutting. Why, thank you, aspect.
2: Simon.
1: <laughs> uh, and s- same with you, James. Like, you're good at your, your Premiere Pro stuff. That's sus, but you've got that absolutely nailed. Thank you. Poppy, really solid After Effects. <laughs> yeah. She does the animation side. Lou with audio. And, you know, we, we use that. Like, if we need a specific edit that is really audio heavy, Lou would. Jump on that and get that to the best it can be, and that's where the collaboration comes in place. It's not just one editor, one project only for everything. There's a lot of different people.
0: Yeah, collaboration is the- is so important. Whether that's like within a company, like it is in ours, or even just like finding your people. Like if you're interested in um, this is a is a is a career, or um, even like as as part of what you do or a hobby, or whatever. Like just finding other people that are in it are as interested in it as you and like having like that uh connection that collaboration that little pocket of people that you can grow with and learn from and, and all of that stuff is so valuable like it's it's nuts what's like all right what's like your favorite thing that you've ever done
1: Ooh. Like
0: edit-wise. <laughs> Not like, you're gonna, you'll be like, well, I traveled in America.
2: <laughs>
0: did you go to America, Jen? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I also won Apprentice of the Year. Oh, did you? <laughs> <laughs> every week. Every <laughs> week. Every week. It's moved down from every day. <laughs> yeah,
1: okay. yeah.
0: Yeah. So what, so what's like, is there anything that has been like, peak to to this point?
1: Oh, for me, it has to be packed. And and it's and mainly mainly for me for the reasons I get to see the rushes and the raw files.
0: What is that project?
1: Also, the Pact Project is a documentary series that's focusing on independent producers across the UK, and these independent producers have made things from Chernobyl to Sherlock uh, to Doctor Who to um, This Is England, all sorts of all sorts of things. You know, things most people have seen from like the nineteen nineties onwards and uh oh, it was such a privilege to be able to edit all those and because we're more said it's you know about 90 percent of what's filmed isn't going to get used yeah so as an editor to be able to see a lot of that those interviews in full which most people won't get to see uh, that, yeah. that was that was a, a it was a nice privilege but <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying the edits aren't good either but uh, no I love, I love I love doing that and yeah. uh yeah, it was cool to also. Well, I pre- you guys let me film one of them as well. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of Stephen Moffat, and I really appreciate that. So thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it was really cool. Like, yeah, that series is nuts. Like, that's going to drop soon as well, which is going to be really exciting. But yeah, like it's all about um the the big boys, the big indies that are in uh the TV industry in the UK, and it was just like mad. The stuff that they worked on yeah. is nuts.
2: Like, like listening to that as well is like great because you're just getting more knowledge as well like all the questions and yeah. stuff like you're interested in so it's like a cool edit to to be part of yeah. and you've absolutely smashed it Like they all look amazing
1: Oh, thank you that, <laughs> is, that is a full on team effort that we'll one though like we really thoroughly planned that
0: yeah we did yeah but yeah yeah we did you, you've done amazing though Simon I think you. we're all like complimenting each other a lot in this so might as well carry on <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you did you did do really well and and it, yeah it's like, just like yeah, it just, again, like just soaking that up, it was just, it, it was such a good experience and the edits do look fine. So yeah, I mean, fine in a good way, not like fine, it's oh,
1: not average. Yes. I mean, like- It checks out.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean really good. All uh, right, what about
2: you, James? Um, editing-wise, mine's probably not like an actual edit, but like, I remember I was like struggling with a video, like the flow of it once. And then like, within like a couple of hours, we were all- like gathered up watching the video and like thinking like, all right, this maybe doesn't work. The original idea doesn't maybe work. And then we all had a little brainstorm and then came up with like a new way to go about the video and stuff. And it was probably a way I wouldn't have thought of originally. Obviously having that team to like pull in and get advice from was like really good. And the edit kind of completely changed and it, it turned out like amazing, but I probably wouldn't have got there without help. So going back to that like collaborative and I yeah. think it's really good to have a team around you or a group of people like you were saying with other opinions and different perspectives you can go through I think helps massively. A
0: hundred percent. Like you need challenge and adversity to actually grow. Like if if you are just always doing the same thing, it like there's something in repetition, but you, you'll only ever be at that same point, you'll just be better at getting to that point but if you're challenged and if you're pushed and if you have to face adversity, you learn from that. So it is, it's really important. And I, I know that project that you're talking about as well. And it did, it like, um, it, 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 pushed, it pushed the way that people thought about doing, creating a piece of content and, um, uh, and uh, being less traditional with it. Like really doing something that people didn't yeah. expect and it, and it, and the end product was, was really good and it is interesting because yeah you were uh, thinking back quite frustrated at that point weren't you
2: yeah because it, it's quite hard sometimes when you're editing and you it's almost like a gut feeling isn't it when you're like going like you start the of start falling to place and then you just like start taking over but sometimes if it's just not fitting in maybe the song's not right or something like that it can be a bit frustrating trying to to piece it together when you can't see like the clear yeah. thread going going through I
1: know what you mean you, you have that feeling, you're yeah. like, what, what is it though? And you're trying to identify that because it is yeah. a very emotional reaction. Like yeah. there's some more fear, and I'm not sure what it is. But that yeah, that, that, that that's where the collaboration yeah. comes in. People, someone will immediately come on and go, oh, it's because of that. it's like, oh, of course. Yeah. I've, I've completely missed that the whole time. I think you made a really good point about challenging. And I think it's never good to think this is perfect or this is like peak of the work. I think it's always yeah. good. To, to kind of go, what's the next step from here? Yeah. What can we learn from here? What, what new technologies or new software can we try out? I think that's always important. Uh, like even last, like last week, I think I came over and you showed me something to do with like audio frames in Premiere
2: with that um, Oh, time you. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I've never, I've never seen that before. And, um, it was the same with, uh, we're going to talk about jargon here, but like, what <laughs> the point i make it is, like, even though like, I've been editing here for the longest. Like, I still just learn things just by going around the rest of the team. Yeah, everyone you know discovers things themselves, and it's it's so useful. Like if I didn't have the rest of the team, there's no way um, the edits I've been working on would be as good as they are now. Because like it, it's it's a team input. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I agree, and and also like um, I think uh, we do something which uh, which is really cool, which I think really helps. Um, and could help other people as well is we do something called reflections and that's where like um we together and I suppose you kind of do do that you do like soft screenings of stuff don't you to get feedback but um together we look at stuff that we've created over the past month or whatever um and we analyze it and break it down and think like why did it why did it pop why did it work so well why is it like um performed really well online or we we look at it and be like okay like what what went wrong in this project and and what could we look at fixing next time and i think like having that reflection on something that you've created um is is really important not only yours but other people's as well um and not being like super precious about it and just actually like taking that feedback, which sometimes can be again, quite challenging, but it's really, really important to have somebody else's point of view.
1: Yeah. I 100 agree with that. Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> yeah. percent. Very
0: uh, agreeable podcast. This.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of people probably don't
2: have that reflection time, especially if no. you're like working by yourself or something, it's probably just that project's done on to the next one, but yeah. it probably is quite overlooked. And I think it is important. And the good thing about ours is sometimes you don't see everyone's yeah. work, um, yeah. so that's a good chance to see what other people are are working on as well. Especially if you've had a busy week and then
1: oh, that's that, yeah, and you just need you're like that. Sometimes when you've got like long edits and they take a while, you do you can get quite stuck into them. Yeah, where the outside world doesn't really exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh and you're right, seeing other people's work, you're like, oh, that's, that's cool how they've done that. That's yeah. a different way of doing that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and getting kind of inspired from the rest of the teams. Yeah, yeah. yeah, super important.
0: Yeah, yeah really cool guys I think that was like um that was a really good insight into uh the world I think the world of an editor but I think I was just gonna say I think that th- there was points where uh, throughout conversation I was like um what like at what point like what is beginner and what is like intermediate and what is like professional like I'm not sure like what that that scale is That's a if, sometimes one. you get a little yeah. bit like yeah. I was thinking sometimes we were saying like a few bits Then I was like well we might have to put a key uh <laughs> like <laughs> of what we discussed and what it actually means <laughs> so yeah because it's it sometimes it can be quite the industry can be quite jargony can't it and it can be a little bit intimidating when you're gonna like set off into it and everyone's talking about all these things that you just don't understand at all 100%
1: like like we, we do a skill sheet and how many things are on that yeah. skill sheet? Yeah. Like it's insane. I mean, I guess if there is anything people like feel there is jargon in this podcast, like, and this isn't, I guess, another important point, use YouTube and just put it in there of how to use this effect or technique yep. and it'll always be on there. Like the internet is such a huge source for learning different techniques. Like I think the whole, Adobe do their own series on After Effects, Photoshop and Premiere. Uh, there's also plugins other people make to make things easier. So, Everyone has tutorials on everything, and it's it's all there. It's free, easy to access, and it's just doing it. Really, yeah. even if you don't have a career or you want to get in, use that as an option. Use what you recommend with the was it iStock or uh,
2: edit stock. Yeah, so, like I said, there's plenty of stuff. Plenty of stuff for free on YouTube, which is yeah, which is great. Yeah,
0: yeah. YouTube is brilliant yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Amazing. so good it's like a free training site yeah, so yeah right? absolutely use that and and also like reach out to us as well like if you do have any questions if you are interested in the industry if you wanted to talk to someone about it yeah feel free to reach out to us um this has been this has been the beat the School podcast i was trying to see how low i can get my voice <laughs> <It's> very
2: radio <laughs> yeah that? very radio
0: <laughs> anyway. This has been the Beat the Skrill podcast. No,
2: that was like service announcement. Like.
1: Do, do we all have a radio voice? What's your radio voice?
2: My pre- instinct there was to go very deep. I thought I know like if um. <laughs> that was just because previously
0: on. I think because like isn't isn't a, a deeper voice supposed to be like
1: um,
0: more soothing or like people like it more more authoritative?
1: Maybe 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 it depends. Maybe.
0: It's so more authoritative, but then that might stem um to, that might come from not great things. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway. Uh this has been the Beat the Scroll podcast. Uh I I have been your host, Chloe Clover. These guys have been incredible. James, Simon.
1: Thank you, Clover. It's been really
0: good. Um it was really good to get the insight into a little bit about your journey and the things that you love about editing, um, and like that progression as, as well has been really insightful, I think. Um and yeah. Subscribe, follow, do all of that cool stuff, ring that bell so we can hear it in the office <laughs> and uh, I guess there's nothing left to say but see you on the next one. Peace
1: We. Oui.